Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about three steps to take to hopefully change or make your viewpoint of money better. And Alex, you know, you're the one that kind of ran across this this quote that was out there. So if you don't mind, where, what was the quote that stemmed this conversation that you and I were having prior to hopping on here today? Yeah. So there's a, a gentleman on LinkedIn that I follow, uh, Greg Powell, um, and he posted something that like it's not a new concept. It's it's really just the general thought of neuroplasticity, which is we th- become what we think about. And if you think about something, you'll become something. If you think about nothing, you'll become nothing. The quality of what we become is a reflection of the quality of our thoughts. And then he posed the question, what are you thinking about? And how this hit me was thinking about natural uh, naturopathic physicians and the relationship that a lot of the naturopaths that we know have with money. And so it, it's it, oftentimes this money is viewed as a necessary evil, or there are other negative thoughts that are associated with money by naturopaths. Yeah. And it, it definitely is true with naturopaths. I would say it's also true with like a lot of Americans as well, just American society as in general. The, this podcast is obviously for naturopaths. We have a lot more conversation with you all around, you know, how to build your practice. And we were at a conference, um, I think a couple of years ago, Alex, and I was, I was, I distinctly remember someone coming up and they're like, they asked, well, why are you here? And I kind of, I <laughs> yeah. kind of looked at her. I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, why, why is a financial planner at this? You know, we, we don't make good money. And, you know, the, the conversation kind of, uh, you know, kept going and going. And I kind of explained our viewpoint of, you know, while a, a traditional naturopath that, that graduates doesn't make the, the kind of money that the traditional MD will maybe make when they get out of school. But the value that you bring and money allows you, when that value is provided, money allows you to build your practice so you can help more and more patients. So it's not necessarily um, money grubbing and that, that, that myth. It's more of what is the money allow you to do to spread your message and help the patients in the capacity that you want to. Yeah. Well, and I mean, th- this is like one of the big dichotomies between MD and ND, right? Uh, MDs have been conditioned to think that they drive tremendous value and that that tremendous value equates to money. NDs have been conditioned to think that they drive tremendous value, but there's a disconnect between that tremendous value and monetary success. And this is like, I think a lot of this stems from NDs not wanting it to be about money, which is totally fine and absolutely commendable. And at the same time, we need to focus on delivering tremendous value and knowing that there is value associated with that. And 
make it so that it's not, it's with every single ND I have ever met. It is never about the money. And every single ND charges too little for their services. Yeah. It goes back to, you know, what is your viewpoint to relationship with money, right? How do you think of that? And so, you know, for those of you who are maybe driving right now or, you know, whatever it is you're doing, stop and take a moment and think about, okay, what is, how do you view money? Right? So when, when someone's talking about money, do you, do you cringe? Do you get nervous? Do you get spiteful? Like, what is your reaction? And so something to just, someone shared this story with me the other day in terms of how to figure out what is that relationship with money. And it may not work for everybody, but it, it, it was a good example. You know, imagine if you had a stoplight and you, and a car pulls up next to you and that car is like a Ferrari, right? Like a, that red Ferrari, that really, you know, nice looking car, expensive car. What's your initial reaction to the car and maybe the driver of the car? Is your reaction, oh, I wonder how many people he, he or she had rip off to buy that car or who, who did, who did they, you know, who did they take advantage of to be able to have that kind of money to have that car or man, he's spoiled. Like what's your reaction to that car? Or is it, wow, that person must bring, must be an entrepreneur or must be extremely valuable to, to, to be able to have that car and he must be providing a lot of value to people to be able to even afford that. And I think that there's a, maybe an inherent bias depending upon what type of car you use as to what the perceived value of that car is. Fair. Yeah. But the, the purpose of me bringing up the story is, you know, what's your knee jerk reaction to, you know, nice things like a big mansion on the, on the water or, or whatever it is, right. When, when it's, when it's normally associated with, you have to have money to have that type of property or vehicle. What's your reaction? That reaction, whether or not you know it or not, is affecting you in your business. Absolutely. Because like Alex says, we are what we think about. If you think money is just this horrible thing, chances are you're not going to be making the money, not that making the money is the important thing to you, but how many patients, how are you really going to bring true value to everyone that you want to work with if you don't have the financial capacity to do so? One of the things that you and I have talked a little bit about on this podcast before, <clears throat> we've talked a lot more about it uh, privately, is the, the concept of uh, scarcity mindset or abundance mindset. And this absolutely feeds into this conversation of whether you're, you're always afraid, whether you're always like trying to find how to make the, the ends meet and how to, how to stay in business, or whether you just have this confidence that you drive tremendous value and it's going to work out because you drive tremendous value. Yep. So that thought, your thoughts, reactions, relationship with money, right? If it's negative, you need to work on turning that around, right? So the first step in terms of changing your viewpoint or helping your viewpoint around money 
is what understanding what relationship you have with money to begin with, right? If it's negative and you didn't know it, that hopefully this is eye opener. Like, okay, how, how do you, what can you do to make that better? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's going to take time. It's going to take, like, these are often like long ingrained views that we have that come from <clears throat> uh, the way in which our parents raised us, our childhood. Um, you know, if you're in your forties or fifties or sixties, or older, it's going to take a long time to undo all of the, the negative thoughts um, or change the, the thought process that you have. I mean, it, it took you 20, 30, 40 years to develop these thoughts. It's going to take time to undo those. So it's, it's not going to be a quick fix. So once you understand what that relationship is, how your initial reaction to it is, step two is to actually talk about it, right? So think about you and your practice when you're working with your patients, how many people, right, come in and they don't talk about their obesity or their 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 um, bad food habits or, right, what, whatever, the different things that, that people come in and talk to you about. They're not talking to anyone about it and you have to talk to them to help them feel more comfortable and then also help them decide what it is that they, how to get better and how to get healthier. The same thing is true with money. If you talk about it and you start to understand it better in terms of what it is it can do for you, utilizing it as a tool, well, then how much better will you become with it then? Absolutely. And I think the, like one of the key things to, to hold on to there is you were talking about money as a tool. Uh, money isn't inherently good or inherently bad. It's it's something that we all need to be able to function in today's society. And so it has some value from that standpoint. Um, and then it, after that, it's just a, uh, like thinking about it as another tool um, of, okay, well, let's, there, there's nothing negative about this tool. There's There's nothing inherently positive about this tool. Let's shape our views on it so that we can use it appropriately. So open up that, that conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Do some research on your own. Talk to people uh, that you know and trust. Talk to your financial advisor. Begin to talk about it because, and, and I get it, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I understand that having the student loan debt and trying to make it as a, a naturopathic doctor is mm -hmm. difficult, right? I know many of you are thinking that this all makes sense, but how do I do that and everything else I'm trying to do? It's difficult if you can work it into maybe a daily habit or maybe a weekly habit of, of just having any conversation, right? Baby steps to, to get there. It will be extremely helpful. Which, yeah. I mean, whether, whether that's, uh, you know, your office manager, your business partner, um, your, your spouse, uh, a, uh, a, a trusted advisor, a CPA, attorney, financial advisor, business coach, um, whomever you're using, uh, even just a, a colleague, um, and just you know, creating positive conversation around around money will help a ton. Which takes us to step number three, and this is all about understanding value, right? Value will drive the money that comes in the door. 
right? The marketplace, I, this might sound harsh, but the marketplace doesn't care about anything else, right? It, it doesn't care for me that, you know, my son had a stroke in utero and we had to spend quite a bit of money to help him. It doesn't care that COVID-19 came in and had some devastating financial repercussions, not even counting the health side of things. The value that you provide is what will drive the, the, the money coming in the door. And early on in your career, let's just call it what it is, you're learning how to bring that value. You're learning your skill sets and the better skill sets you, that you get and the mindset that goes along with that will continue to push your value out into the market. And the more specialized you can become, the the bigger the value because they're, you're adding more and more value. Now it's maybe a little bit more finite marketplace um, that you're adding that value for, but you're adding tremendous amount of value by, by specializing. And when we talk to NDs, this is a conversation that is, is difficult. Going back to the relationship with money is charging appropriately Right. And you have an uphill battle. Let's just call it what it is. Right. You know, I've shared my story and Alex probably had similar thoughts around what we thought of NDs before working with you all. There are stereotypes out there. So you have that. And then you've got legislative battles that, you know, some of the states don't even have proper, <laughs> right. You know, you can't even practice as a licensed naturopath in the capacity that you want. The value what you do for your patients and the focus there, when the money starts coming in the door, you then can help more patients or build your practice however you want it. That's what's going to be the important piece. Understanding yourself, like the value that you bring your patients is huge. And I'm not, I'm not telling you to say, go, you know, tomorrow do a thousand percent increase on your, your rates, right? That's not the right. point of this. The point of this is just mentally understanding the real value that, value that you all provide. It's amazing what you can do. And that mindset that goes along with that, it is difficult to keep that because of everything that is out there in life, marketing yourself, running a business, hiring, right? It, it's difficult. Uh, and it, it takes time to, to change the mindset of others as well. I mean, it, like Ryan and I work in the insurance world and we know how stodgy insurance companies can be and how, how it oftentimes takes insurance companies years to get caught up to society. Um, and so, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see, um, you know, medical insurance start to validate the, the value that NDs bring to their clients by raising some of the, the payments that get done through uh, medical insurance. Yeah. I mean, you and I face that battle. I mean, think about probably some people that are listening to this podcast may think financial advisors are scum, right? It might be all they do is they, they focus on investments and rate of return and they're, and they're there to rip you off or whatever mindset you, you possibly, you maybe have of us and, and we get it. And Alex and my, you know, our mission is really to change that perspective to let you know what it is that a financial advisor can do for you and then bring the value when it makes sense for you and your practice to hire one. Absolutely. So 
So again, let's just review those three steps. So step one, understanding your relationship with money. Step two, talking about money, right? And not just one time and never talk about it again, consistently talking about money. Well, and consistently talking about it with a, a changed language or a changed perception around it. Yeah, that's huge. And then number three, the value, understanding what value you provide, right? Because that's what's, that's what's key. And it, it's a mindset thing as well as making sure that the, um, you are consistent, that you are also building your skill set more and more to bring more and more value. So that leads us to, Alex, the question of the day. Our question of the day today is what has shaped your relationship with money? Positive, negative, you know, let us know kind of what your relationship is and what is it in your life that has caused you to think that way? So head on over to holistic-finance.com and at the bottom of that page, there's a spot for you to fill out um, and answer our question today. We hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian and subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, CIPIC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License, number 1531912. CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License, number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021-120525. Expiration April 20. 